Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's the sound that I need. That's the sound that I want to hear. That's at 705 on a weeknight. You know it is word on the street. We are live. We are local. I'm Milani Kai, co-host Shelly Winter over there. And guess what? Today, we normally have you 7 until 10 p.m., but today is an abbreviated show, Shelly. Yay, the UGA Bulldogs, uh, what is it? The coaches show comes on, so we have it for about an hour. And I'm so excited. I mean, I love, I hate it. I hate it when we can only talk for an hour. Am I allowed to say that on the air? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I didn't know if new guy would get mad. Or am I supposed to act like I'm happy? We only go to 8 o'clock? But, yes, go Bulldogs or whatever they're going to talk about tonight. But, yeah, go check that out. They're coming on at 8 o'clock, the, the coaches show. Sure, it'll be great. But Shelly and I have you up until 8 o'clock. Mm. Let's jump to it, Shelly. You know, for some reason, I don't know, I have this fascination with things from Georgia that become national news. And, again, we are always seem to always be in the national news and here we go with cop city you know the situation over at cop city unincorporated DeKalb county and uh one of the protesters if we're going to call him that i'm going to call him an actor was shot and what's happened what's the update stuff went down this weekend well the update i think there'll be a lot of people who would be uh, offended by the term actor since the guy is uh transgender guy's dead um but what happened this weekend, um, Cop City is a proposed $90 million, 85-acre police training center um, in what, right outside of Atlanta, unincorporated Cab County and kind of city city of Atlanta limits. And um, they have protesters in there that have been in there for many months now, probably more months than they should have been allowed to stay in there. But it's a complicated, complicated story. Um, and the story is made more complicated because I read two pieces George Cheedy, um, great writer here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he's on the left. I think he wouldn't mind being saying saying that he's on the left. But George Cheedy wrote a great piece, dropped a couple hours ago. I tried to get him on our show tonight uh, in The Intercept um, that just came out, like I said, a couple hours ago. Insider Advantage, which is on the right and edited by Phil Kent. You see him all the time on um, Georgia Gang and Big Louie um, and... Um, Others, Insider Advantage is a newsletter, new, a magazine, polling company, um, and they wrote a piece. And if you read both pieces, you kind of see the fight here. Um, and if you read both pieces, you kind of see what's going on, because at the heart of this entire cop city debacle, protest, everything, there's the truth, and then there's public relations from both sides. Um, and that's what we as the people, uh, particularly our job, Milani Kai and I on Word in the Street, our job is to get you to closer to the truth because there's truth coming out from both sides, but there's also a lot of outside agitation going on on both sides. At the end of the day, there are many people in East Atlanta, East DeKalb County, where this uh, farmland exists, who are against this. They're residents who live there. 
Now, we are only hearing about the outsiders who have been arrested and defend the forest, the people living in the forest, the people who protested and set a police car on fire right downtown on Peachtree Street this past Saturday night. We saw, we heard five of six of those people arrested were from out of town. We heard many of the people arrested and defend the forest after the shooting um, this past last week um, were arrested there from outside. But the cab residents, the people who live in around in and around that area, they're against this development. Now, they have been labeled anti-cop, but they're really against it because many of them who bought in that area, remember gentrification was going on. This is East Atlanta. A lot of people bought homes there, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar homes in what was a urban nightmare of a ghetto, um, and it's been redeveloped. And so many of them bought it with the understanding that that was going to be parkland. And now you have this major police training facility getting ready to go up on 85 acres of this parkland. And they're against that. In public meetings, Atlanta City Council voted on it when Keish Lance Bottoms was mayor. They voted against it, but the city moved ahead with it with a 10-4 city council vote. Um, I understand the need for police training. I'm in agreement with it. I just think that we as media have to not take sides in this and just deliver what the facts are on the ground. There are people who are not violent Antifa members who are against this park. There are Antifa, violent Antifa members who are coming into the city, coming into the area to cause destruction, to protest uh, something called Cop City. Um, But I think that there's a lot of people who don't understand this whole major issue unless they're listening to their rights right-leaning people or their left-leaning people. Um, For me personally, I think that if you're going to do this, make sure you have the buy-in of the residents. If you do not have the buy-in of the residents, do not force it down their throats. You uh, just find another location for this regional um, training uh, training facility for police and firefighters. It's word on the street, and we're giving you our word on the street. My 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 thing is, and this is the honest to God truth: there have been things that have gone up all around Metro Atlanta in cities. There's been stadiums or things that particular uh, Walmart or or, or or just I'm just naming things. Things that the residents have been against, and uh, the city council city councils have voted for them. In this instance, there are no residents out there protesting. They didn't want it. It was over. It's going up it's 85 it's 85 acres i'm going to take an opinion on it that they should have whoever owns that land i guess i don't know if it's the cab i don't know who owns the land those protesters and some of them are outside actors and actresses that have been paid to come to atlantis to start trouble that's not their prerogative about cop city in atlanta so they're acting like they care because somebody told them hey go to atlanta there's this thing down there and while you're sitting in a tree and while you're hanging out and while you're 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 being a menace to that community for the past year You're being a menace. You're being a demon. While you're doing that, we're going to take care of you. So these outsiders are actors and actresses. I don't like the fact that somebody had to get killed. I don't like the fact that the GBI, which operates under Governor Brian Kemp's orders, I don't like the fact that they said there's scant information on this and that there is no body cam footage and that it's their word against their word. I don't like the fact that there's, you know, you're going in with some violent people who have been like 
destructive in the past and we don't say let's find some body cam footage let's film this i don't like the smell of it from either side whatsoever but the residents have already settled with it because they didn't have a say so about this thing they had no say so so it was going up these aren't the residents who are fighting these are outside actors and actresses and this thing it's just a bad taste in my mouth whether we go whether whether we're talking about I mean because we're beyond the fact that the police center is there the training center is there it's going to be there it's going to be built who owned this land was it DeKalb County and why were these actors and actresses and maybe municip- some the municipality pro- owns yeah, and the land. why were these as far as law enforcement goes why were these people able not that they were in the forest peacefully because they've been doing crazy stuff ever since they got there. Why were they able to stay? Knowing that we've seen around this United States of America, these Antifa people and mixed actors, actresses, maybe some real Antifa people, we've seen them destroy. We've seen harm happen. Why were they allowed to stay for all this time? And prob- somebody needs to answer. Doug Williams, a resident, of, a resident of Atlanta's East Lake neighborhood and political activist. The problem with the police training center in the Atlanta forest is a classic Atlanta issue. Those in power did what they wanted without a lack, a lot of concern for what local residents wanted. This is the Atlanta way quote unquote it's word on the street for an hour till eight o'clock we got gotcha. you and then it's the coaches show uga coaches show eight to ten keep it locked on the street. It's the hottest party on talk radio. It is an abbreviated show. We have you all the way up until eh, we've got you up until eight o'clock. Yeah, I I know. I know. I I don't I don't like when I can't talk for three hours. But here we are. Coach's show coming up. And we had questions. We wanted to ask you out of Cop City, but we don't have into the because we don't have a call screeners not here. So oh, we I, don't have a call screener. No, we don't have a call screener. Let's do hello. Let's 4 do four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB talk. You saw you heard the uh back and forth between Milani Kai and I on Cop City. Kind of similar thoughts. Uh, actually I would dare I say the same thoughts. Um so what are your thoughts do you take a position on cop city uh um 44872 1-800-WSB talk i think one of the more interesting things that come out of what happened saturday was the way the media the way in which the media had painted a picture so again everything is performative the outrage by the left oh my god oh my god is performative the violence is performative And the response from the right, oh, it's violence, it's terrorism, it's all of this, that's performative, right? This was, by and large, a peaceful protest until five or six people who all got arrested, six people actually, who all got arrested, set fire to a police car, police tackled them, and arrested all of them. That didn't make the protest, and there is a distinction. There is a distinction. You can have a police car on fire and still have had a peaceful protest. I I just want to get that out there. Um, Doesn't mean the protesters were violent and lit a police car on fire. What it means is that five of six people, or six people, lit a police car on fire out of dozens that 
that were out there protesting earlier in the day. Um, they want they had a, a potluck at the Defender Forest location in DeKalb County. Nothing transpired. Antifa put out the call for a violent night of um, of violence. Well, that night of violence that Antifa was calling for was actually supposed to be on Friday night the 20th. This was Saturday night the 21st. And and what I'm trying to get across to my friends on, on both sides is that you can call for a protest, a peaceful march that some people can co-opt and turn violent. It doesn't mean the protest was a violent terroristic act of protest. It's just the same argument. And for those of you screaming into the radios right now at me, it's the same reason I just dis- I distinguish between the January six people who went into the Capitol from the many friends I know who are on who are at the rally who never entered the Capitol. There's a distinction between the two groups, um, and there's a distinction in many ways between what happened on January six amongst the, a couple hundred out of 10,000 and what happened in the city of Atlanta on Saturday with six people out of hundreds of people. And I, I honestly, I personally think it's like this every time when it's a bunch of when it's Black Lives Matters and you hear the side that you hear the side from the media. They do the same exact thing. Some media does. But people I'm not even talking about the media can't really control them. But the average the people when it's Black Lives Matters, it's these violent thugs. I remember when they came up through Buckhead. I think, I don't know if that was George Floyd. No, I don't know which one. I don't know which one it was, but when that, when uh, uh, former Mayor Keisha Lance Broadhams kicked out the police chief. Oh, she resigned. My bad. Uh, And and then one night, the, the, the violent protesters came up through Buckhead Everybody tried to paint the picture that it was all of those thousands of people. It wasn't all of those thousands of people. It was some bad people some bad people, and everybody is grown enough to recognize if you see thousands and thousands of people downtown Atlanta, not in this case Cop City, it wasn't thousands, but back to Black Lives Matter. If you see thousands and thousands of people and you turn on the news the next day, oh, Atlanta's on fire. Oh, they're tearing up Buckhead. They're tearing up this. No, it's not they. It's some people who are bad seeds and and don't and and some of them I doubt I think on both sides people are getting paid to do this crap not all of them some are just following along just trying to be bad people but it happens all the time there are there's there's from every entity whether you're in a protest there are bad people in good companies there are bad preachers in churches there are bad uh uh, uh bosses in companies so it should not taint necessarily the 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 group of people who have a mission or should not necessarily taint the business as a whole because there are bad people and we've got to get to the point where we differentiate i was getting texts from i found out about it shelly because of texts from people from out of town what's going on did you see this in atlanta i said no i didn't see this in atlanta many of us were watching the giants get uh, annihilated by (laughs) philly so um (laughs) that's that's we had no clue i was actually having dinner in buckhead earlier in the evening around seven um and there were people murmuring about oh the protest started and then they were murmuring about things going on and there were people who were saying oh i wonder if it's going to come this far up before four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred wsb talk give us a call let us know um where you where you stand uh on this whole thing and and another thing i wanted to add what i was talking earlier atlanta's known as the too bit the city too busy to hate 
And when you see things like this, this is why it becomes such big news when you see a police car burning in the middle of, of Peachtree Street right in front of the Westin Hotel, right downtown Atlanta. Um, it does become an outlier because this is not who we've always been, even through the riots of the 60s, after King's murder, all of that, throughout all of that, we have really... Um, inoculated, inoculated, excuse me, ourselves against violent protesting and riots. And I think that's another reason um, why the story went national. 4487 1-800-WSB Talk. What are we going to come back with? We're going to come back with some calls. Phone lines are lit. And before we go to break, I want to say Dr. Bernice King, when, when I talked to her, she said something that sticks out to me. She said a lot of people are just going out there protesting and there's not a, a an agenda. There's not organization. Her father, Martin Luther King Jr., was very organized, and she feels as if this generation of protesters and marchers aren't organized enough. And, yeah, I agree with her. We're taking your calls when we, we come all back. do. It's all performative. Unincorporated to Cab County all over national news because, uh, sadly, 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 someone got shot at Cop City, as they're calling it. The trooper, I guess he's still recovering. We are Word on the Street. I'm Milani Kai, my co-host Shelly Winter. We've got a live DJ, DJ Greg P. Plays the hits for us 7 through 10 p.m. weeknights. But tonight, we only got you, we've got you up until 8 o'clock. So we want to get your thoughts. If you want to get in on the conversation about Cop City, whether you think it should be there. Oh, I was hoping you'd let that ride. That's the top beat. <laughs> Go ahead. You you go keep going. Yeah, I was just. Oh, okay. So, like I was saying, if you want to get in on the conversation, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Think it should be there or not? My I, actually, my thoughts are they shouldn't have been there in the first place for all this time. So, I wonder if they're investigating that. I also would like to wonder why there's no no cameras at all whatsoever. Eric on the north side. Melania Carr, I never believed in black girl magic until now. You're just knocking it out of the park. You need to tell these people what's going on. I, I I think they need to give you one hour more often. I think that's how you got this on, so concise. Now, they need to pay you for all three hours, but y'all can go home after this hour. Because, Melania Carr, you just, everything you said, I, I, I've, I mean, you just nailed it. You just totally, just, where, where is the camera? That That's retarded. I, I, you know, get a grip. But these agitators, these provocateurs, just sent down here to do the devil's work. They, they, why were they allowed to stay there? Wait, what, everything you said, I, can, I, can I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Great call. <laughs> Thanks, Great call, Eric. brother. So, Shelly, just we're going back to the phone lines. The number is 404-872-0750. If you can go into, we can't, but we're, we speculate all the time. Why do you think during that time that, they were allowed to just camp out because, on that property. Because the people who run DeKalb County and law enforcement and county commissioners and state reps and every level of DeKalb County government are the same people who run every level of Atlanta city government. They're all Democrats. Um, and they are pragmatists, but they also don't want to piss off their progressive base, their votes there. Um, but at the same time, they know this uh, police city, uh, cop city, is going to move forward because they moved it forward. Um, because it's worth money, it's worth development money, it's, it's needed, um, it's necessary. And so they put... They passed a vote against the people who spoke out against it at the Atlanta City Council 
special meeting. They still passed it, but it still sits in limbo because these people were allowed to stay there because this is their voting base. If these people, if the people who are called uh, the Defend the Forest folks were Republican January 6th Trump supporters who did not want some development there, they would have been moved out by DeKalb and Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta uh, uh, leaders day one. But they can't, they got to move gingerly with these protesters because they're from the left. That's so interesting to me. And it's interesting. We tend to look, you look at things through the political eyes. I never thought about that because I, for the life of me, I just don't understand. It's not that they were peacefully in the trees. It'd be a different story if they were peacefully camping out and you say, okay, until we get going, let's go ahead and let them. They've been doing crazy stuff. But it's the black eye. It's a black eye on Democratic leadership if they move is it really it would be it would be seen by their progressive base look at how the look at the reaction of andre dickens comes out and makes a very normal uh statement about we you could protest you have the right to protest the city of atlanta the country is built on protest but when you shoot a police officer and when you burn a police car and when you start to smash property it becomes something different well what happens the progressive left goes in on uh, andre dickens for that regular statement look at what happened to keisha lance bottom she was essentially run out of the mayor's office after one term because of the way in which she handled the protest here during George Floyd. At one point, she had to bring T.I. and Killer Mike to send people home because she did not know what to do because she was caught in between a rock and a hard place. The rock and a hard place is the rock was the uh, the uh, progressive base that helped get her elected, and a hard pl- the hard uh, the hard um, the hard place was the um, the regular moderate Democrats who also is part of her voting base, and that's what you're seeing here. That's why they were allowed to stay so long. That's why when Kemp came. In and made a statement about these guys being here. He got blasted by the uh, by the progressive left. We're allowed. This is a a lot of these people are squatters. Let's be honest. A lot of these people have nothing to do with wanting to defend the forest. They've been squatting here for years because this has been unincorporated, unbuilt, undeveloped parkland. And so there are people that have been living there who also don't want to move. So you said something that. Is a, if that is true, what you said, I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm hearing it for the first time. It's time for politicians to start working on behalf of not votes, but on behalf of what is best. And until we can get some politicians in office that decide I'm not doing this for votes, I'm doing what I know is right, then we're going to keep having problems like this. Well, then you would never have Cop City because the people said no. But the politicians said yes over the cries of the people. It's word on the street, the hottest party on talk radio. The abbreviated word on the street on Mondays were only on 7 to 8 during, I don't know how long, honestly, to be honest with you. The Coaches Show, UGA Coaches Show, comes on at 8 o'clock. I'm Milani Kai, Shelly Winter over there, taking your calls about the national news, Cop City, what happened over there, a lot of unanswered questions. Jimmy Dean's in Cartersville. Then we had the protests this weekend as well that they say turned violent downtown. What are your thoughts, Jimmy? Hey, you know, it's, it's crazy. I think they need to shut everything down. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. You see it all over the country, people protesting, and then it turns violent. If you want to protest, that's fine. As soon as it turns protest or as soon as it starts turning violent, you got to shut everything down. There's, there's got to be curfews. You, can't, you just can't act like that. I mean, you know, this world's becoming backwards, and it just, it just doesn't even make sense 
where you know where where we're coming from. You know, everybody's supposed to be Christian, all this, and then it's, everything's just backwards. You know, it's interesting Thanks, you Jimmy. say that because um, one of the interesting things, if you you know study the the history of uh, movements across the world, one of the interesting things, one the the movements that were most successful, whether you know uh, wherever they were in the history of the world, were the ones that caused the violence came from the people being protested. Um, you know, it, it, in other words, the civil rights movement, by and large, won the sympathy of the world because they were just marching down the street and the cops released hoses, dogs, and the like onto the protesters. And normal human reaction would be, would be to say, whoa, wait a minute, that's not, that's an over uh, overreaction to what was peaceful. In this case, what we're seeing is people infiltrating the peaceful protest protesting and burning things down, um, thus making the argument for the protesters moot because now everyone's talking about the violence and the uh, and the actions by the small few, which is unfortunate. And I, and I hope that national news is letting everyone know for sure that the bulk of these people, as far as, far as the ones being arrested, the, the even the one who uh, rested soul, the one who got shot, they're not from Atlanta. So I'm not sure what people are seeing on the other side. It's not Atlantans out there doing this. These are bad actors and actresses who are getting paid to mind somebody else's business. Jim, Jim, you want to weigh in on the topic? Hey, Jim. Okay, Stephen Noonan. Steve, you want to talk about the property? I think Shelly mentioned it. Property was being squatted on. Yeah, Shelly is exactly right. Um, the owners of the property, in this case, the uh, people who wanted to develop the acreage for planning and development, including a police training academy, it's their right in this country to develop that property. No one has a right to squat on it. And um, I totally agree with Shelley's point about when the protest goes sideways, the, the point they're trying to make of we disagree with this is gone. Thanks. And just and the, the destruction of property some 20 miles away in downtown Atlanta, what, what does that have to do with it except just opportunistic? Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Thank you so much. And uh, one of the things that, that uh, Steve said that um, – I've seen it. I don't know necessarily in Atlanta, but yes, as Shelley said, the people were against it. People are against a lot of things. That's just the nature of power and city councils and people who are in control. If the people don't want it, things still have gone out. I remember in Gilderland, New York, it was just a small, after we got off the farm, we were in the suburbs and this big mall wanted to come up. We never had a big mall, Crossgates Mall, and, and the people said no. And the people said no. They had all the reasons why. They thought it would bring crime out to Gilderland. They thought X, Y, Z. But guess what? The council or whoever decided for Gilderland, the Crossgates Mall went up. And the people didn't fight. They didn't protest. So you can't always get your way. You can voice your opinion. But we do live in an America where sometimes the powers that be, those who we have elected in power, override our will and they make the decisions and 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 it's there it's there but you bring up a great point yeah. so follow the gilderland new york example to atlanta and follow it as far back as 2020 and january 6 when the people we elect don't do the things that we want as a group 
whether it's on a local level, Gilderland, New York, DeKalb County, nationally, then what resort do the people have to make the people in power understand this is not what we want? In other words, if we all continue just to say, hey, a uh, 1,000 people spoke in an Atlanta City Council meeting and 70% of them vociferously said no to this development, and then the Atlanta City Council, after taking public comment, votes 10 to 4 to move forward with the with the uh, cop city, then at what point do those people have a say-so in what transpires next? Well, in this case, I may not agree with it, but in this case, those people are defended by a group of out-of-towners who came into town, who are anti-police, who don't want a cop training center, or there are environmentalists involved, there are squatters involved, but there's a whole group of people standing up and fighting back for those people, like the Doug Williams quoted in the Intercept article, who said, hey, the local residents never wanted this. But the politicians ignored us. So the void that gets filled is a January 6th protester, is a Defend the Forest protester, is a Guilford, New York, Cumberland, Guilford Mall protester who steps in and says, you know what, I'm going to speak for you. There's, there's a difference in marching at January 6th. The idiots who ran into the Capitol, they're idiots, and they should not be compared to anybody protesting. Those were violent idiots, and they should not have went into that Capitol. I think you missed the point, but it's okay. It's the end of the show. Feel Good Stories coming up next on Word on the Street. Word on the street, we never, ever end without feel-good stories. My feel-good stories story comes from uh, over the weekend and uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think it was Saturday, whenever they did it. But for those who were bold enough and went out of their way to peacefully march for life for all of the unborn babies that don't have a say-so and get slaughtered in the womb. So thank you for your courage, those of you who went out, especially to Coach Tony Dungy. Shout out, holler. Thank you so much for not being afraid and and risking it all to be out there. My feel-good story is shout out to Ed Reed, former safety, former football player, greatest uh, safety of all time. Uh, my feel-good story is how he um, came out loud and strong about Bethune-Cookman University and the treatment he got from that HBCU. And more and more players and people are talking about the conditions that are going on in these HBCUs. Many of us are putting our heads in the sand because of the history, but I think a lot of people are starting to, to open up their eyes and see the mismanagement and the fraud and the cheating and the robbery going on at these HBCUs, and it needs to stop. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Word on the Street. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.